During these past almost 12 episodes, we have been talking to different nomads from all around the world and have been sharing their stories, how they travel, what are their favorite places, how to write a blog, how to travel across Europe without taking a flight, learn languages, and even how to live in an RV for almost a year. A Nomad's Way podcast has covered all this topic, and with this, I just wanted to tell you that we are reaching the climax of the season one. With three more episodes to come, including this one, I would say that this particular season was just amazing. It was quite nuts that what, what things we shared, what stories that we listened to, and I've learned quite a lot, and I thank you guys too. We have almost 500 listeners on Spotify, and I don't even know like how many in total listeners we have on all the different platforms. It has been just huge, and I just wanted to thank you guys for all your support and what you have been sharing the post on Instagram, as well as on Facebook, on Twitter, and uh, these past few months that since I started this podcast in this community, um, it has been just been crazy and full of value. So I hope that you're going to share this podcast with all your audience, um, with all your friends, to just let them know that travel is easy and even you can do it. You don't need a lot of money to travel and you don't have to be that kind of a person who just wants to get out of their own country. You can even be a traveler in your own country. It's not a, a thing to be just traveling 90 countries or something like that to be qualified as a nomad or a traveler. So season one has been just absolutely amazing and I just wanted to say that we have season two coming up as well. With season two, it's going to be a different type of um, experiment that I'm trying to do. And it's going to be super, super valuable. And it's going to provide you with a lot of information. We take a trip to, of course, uh, Cuba. We go to Mexico to talk about sharks and how to dive with them. We even go cruise shipping. Uh, so it's, I just gave you a teaser of season two and it's going to be coming out very, very shortly. So it's it's Thursday and you know what's coming. It's another episode that is coming out today. And about this episode, I have a really, really special guest. Her name is Debbie from mydestination.me. E and she has been a uh, part of this community, Hopeless Nomad community and a Nomad's Way podcast since the beginning. She's a super person, a beautiful soul, and uh, she was e- even a part of the Nomadic Club travel conference where she shared about hiking and what things to do, what not to do. So, of course, in this particular episode, you will be hearing about hiking. You will be hearing about cruise shipping and also something different from the topic of traveling that is the love for dogs because I love dogs, she loves dogs and I've been watching her, I've been uh, on Instagram and everything she she just loves to take pictures of dogs and pet dogs so it was supposed to happen, two dog lovers meet and <laughs> they just talk about dogs and also we talked about traveling with dogs in the end we mostly talk about mental health 
what's going on in the social media world, what are the pros and cons of social media and how to use it properly and how to particularly inspire people to just travel and to be in a good state of mind so i would just ask you to pick your poison and just roam around on that travel street that is one of your favorites and i would just call this episode as a traveling hostel where you meet a new uh person and just talk to them all about traveling and what you love in it so with this thanks for hanging out and welcome to the podcast of a nomad's way to a Nomad's Way podcast where we share the exploits and advices of travel gurus for making your travel easy and affordable. And now your host, who wish on making travel a global religion, Kunal, aka The Hopeless Nomad. started traveling in 2013 so it's coming on to about seven years now where I've kind of um California is obviously where my parents live uh, I've used that as a base but I've never really fully lived there since 2013 um so how I got into traveling uh, especially backpacking uh so I found, found out about uh, working holiday visas which I'm sure you and many other people know about but yeah. none of my friends actually knew about them so I lived in New Zealand for almost a year, um, went there, and then after that, loved New Zealand, then went to Australia, and so that basically the working holiday visa enables certain people from different countries, like America, Canada, I think the UK, um, uh, the New Zealand working holiday visa was free, and so got that, and then you can also apply for jobs, obviously, with that as well, um, and it's all different types of, you know, working holiday visas around the world, so I did that, and then loved love the traveling so about uh, a year later ish went to Australia and then and then uh, tried to come home you know kind of see friends and family and realize that no it's not my place anymore and so then I applied for a job immediately as an English teacher in Japan and Mm -hmm. then taught English in Japan and Thailand for another year or so as well and then after that um, my last thing so my last official job kind of was working on cruise ships so I sailed the world for about four years. And so now oh, I'm kind no. of, yeah, so the last, ever since 2013, I've kind of had like an array of different jobs. Um, I've yeah. always specifically tried to find a job, I think, that revolved around travel. So there's all different ways to make it work. And obviously that's how I've been able to find my own vacations. And so now I'm trying to fully do the travel blogging thing. I'm trying to write and freelance and try to, you know, see where my niche is and stuff. Um, but my main, um, uh, I guess my main focus is obviously budget travel because mm-hmm. that's how I started it out. And I'm a, I'm a huge advocate of hostels. I love that. So I think it's as a solo female traveler, I've, uh, so when I moved to New Zealand, everything was for myself. I've never really had anyone. Um, I'm currently living with my boyfriend and his family in Sydney. Um, but that kind of just came about over the years. We met on cruise ships. We've had long distance, you know, a relationship and stuff. 
Um, but primarily when I travel, I'll be, I'm always on the go myself. And so hostels and, you know, a community like this is the way that I kind of, uh, I'm able to kind of feel like I'm not the only one. I'm not alone. You're never really alone when you're a solo traveler. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of a <laughs> all over the place. You've traveled over like 75 countries and six continents, so it's it's not all over the place, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> I've been very, very lucky, uh, very fortunate, especially with cruise ships. So I know uh-huh. right now, um, especially with obviously the whole situation with coronavirus, I think it's a really hard subject to talk about cruise ships just because yeah. they're, they kind of are painted in a negative light right now, unfortunately. Um, yeah. but for the past four years, it like, it's, that's the main way I was able to basically get transported to countries for free. Um, so we did the, the highlight of my cruise ship career is probably sailing through Antarctica. That mm-hmm. was like my, my big goal. Um, and, and my next main goal is to try and do the U.S. Antarctic program where you can basically apply for it. It's a pretty rigorous uh, application process. My friend did it. Um, and it's pretty cool. You can basically work down there for, I think, a season or so. And the only reason why I bring that up is because I know that you interviewed another person. I think she was the, um, the sole, uh, sole traveler. Uh-huh. Another um, yeah, like Instagram this. that I found. I follow her. Yeah, I love yeah. her content on Antarctica. <laughs> And so yeah. I found you through her, actually. Um, and so I basically follow every single person that like lives deep through Antarctica because I'm obsessed with Antarctica. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's all different things. But. We, talked about, uh, we talked about it. Yeah. Like it's amazing. Like I really yeah. want to go there. How was your experience there? Like, wow, how was it? Because <laughs> that place is right? it's not on Earth. <laughs> I know. So she had the chance to actually like you know, step onto the lens. So as a crew member, uh, we only get very brief stays. So uh-huh. we didn't actually set foot onto Antarctica, but we, we were the biggest cruise ship to ever sail Antarctica as of 2019. So as of last year, yeah. um, my cruise ship, it was like 2,800 passengers. So it was more, you know, like a luxury kind of cruise ship. It wasn't like a research vessel. Uh-huh. Um, I would personally recommend more of like a research vessel because you get the chance to obviously sail through, you know, uh, narrower glaciers, and you get the chance to actually probably step on land versus with us, you kind of just sail through them. Yeah. So we did like Schuller Channel, Elephant Island, all that kind of stuff. Um, but the only the only time we stepped foot onto an area near Antarctica was Falcon Islands, which wasn't really Antarctica, but it was still close enough to it. And so we got to see penguins. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was for me that made my career on cruise ships really worth it because you get to see like there's no way. I never thought when I first started out that I even get, you know, to see Antarctica <laughs> in that matter. Um, but it, it's totally possible. And yeah, like I'd love to kind of inspire others to do the same thing. Like it's, there's no, like I'm obviously, like you said as well, like I'm not a superhuman. We're all, especially on cruise ships as well, like you work with over 70 different nationalities, mm-hmm. uh, people from everywhere, from America, from India, mm-hmm. all different parts of the world. And I think that's the one really valuable thing you learn when you start to travel as well, is you get to meet people from all different areas of the world and you become very open-minded versus if you just stay in your country. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. So, like, when when did that travel bug bit you? Like, was it the first trip or was it some inspiration from family or some person or something like that? Which made you, um, you okay, so, that's calling me. Yeah, so I, um, my family, unfortunately, my dad's from Hawaii, mom from California, like they never, my dad moved, um, to the state, uh, to, from Hawaii to California when he was pretty young, like my age, like when he was 23-ish or something. Okay. So 
I the travel bug bit me when I was around that age as well, like twenty three. Um, but they never really traveled. They never really went out of the country until like just a couple of years ago, which is crazy. Um, so actually one of my best friends, my RA in college, she did the working holiday visa for New Zealand. So I literally picked her brain. Um, well, I was, I used to work at Disney. It was kind of, you know, that was my first job out of college. I was kind of tiring out about that. And then I kind of realized that everyone at the company and that kind of corporation never left the company. They never really left California. Um, and so I took a trip to Japan in 2012. That was my very first international trip ever. And after that, I was like, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I'm going to leave. I want to travel. Um, and so then I did, I just apply for the working quality visa for New Zealand online. And then when I had gotten that, I was like, cool, I'm, you know, I'm going to do this. And obviously, like, when you, when you first move to a country, because I had never really, I had never lived abroad before. I had never studied abroad, none of that stuff. I just literally was like, hey, I'm going to move to New Zealand because I love Lord of the Rings. I love, <laughs> I love hiking. It was kind of a stupid thing on my part, I guess. Um, but, I, you know, I really wanted to challenge myself. So the first few weeks, I, you know, it was an English-speaking country, so I was lucky as well. But I had no idea what I was doing. I had, like, a Google Drive spreadsheet of everything planned out. I was like, oh, I'm going to, you know, interview all these companies. Didn't get any of the jobs. Like, could be a month to get a job. But then, you know, you realize along the way, yeah. you know, like, everything, you cannot plan for that kind of thing. You literally just have to live it. And you just have to kind of take things day by day. Um, but, yeah, ever since then, like, I've never really looked back. I've had some hiccups along the way, you know, as we always do, like, what am I doing with my life? You know, so I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think ever since then, like, I'm going to be turning 30 this year, which is crazy. And I think like the one true thing that someone came up to me and asked me like what my one passion would be, it would still be travel, mm -hmm. um, which I think as of now too, like the, this whole thing that we're going through obviously this whole yeah. situation and everything that our world is going through i think it's really good that we keep this kind of community together because it is really difficult to be in a time where you know like especially when, when the entire travel industry is impacted um people like us kind of have to we're the ones that will help will help it stay afloat when everything kind of hopefully you know begins to reopen so yeah <laughs> it will gradually it will gradually because like not yeah. only the travel industry i would say every other industry is affected right now because yeah it's nothing insane. like everything is is on pause yeah yeah so yeah. uh we, we will get it we'll get through it it will be fine we will positive thinking of course <laughs> <laughs> so let, let's talk about dogs because i think <laughs> you just love them <laughs> 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 I know it's <laughs> it's hard to find a niche, I guess. When I'm like, yeah, I want to specialize in budget travel, but I I love animals. Um, <laughs> I'm not a vegetarian. I probably should be, but um, I think food, travel, and dogs are my one thing. I like always like listening about dogs. They make me happy. Yeah. Um, and everywhere in my travels, like, yeah, I'm always the kind of the girl that will like, if I see a dog, I'll like go after if I try to pet it <laughs> or try to talk to the owner. So we just came back from like a month in Japan. We were really lucky that we kind of escaped all the, before all the chaos kind of erupted. Um, but all the dogs that were there, like, even though I can't speak Japanese, I am Japanese. I'm fourth generation though. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, when I taught English there, 
Mm -hmm. It's not necessary for anyone to speak the native language, which is really interesting. Um, but because obviously I'm Asian and what they can tell that I'm Japanese because of my last name, um, it's, it's something that I want to go back, you know, and kind of explore. But yeah, I always try to, I've learned how to ask if I'm Japanese or pet the dog or (laughs) koi, like very cute, you know? So yeah, I kind of adapt my ways in every country, but I love dogs. Yeah. (laughs) That's amazing. That's like, I was going through like, um, all the posts and everything, your stories are full of dogs. (laughs) All the corgis out yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, corgis are my favorite. Yeah, someday. I, you know, when I settle down, someday. Uh, but <laughs> I'd probably foster a dog before I actually adopt one because it's so hard when you you want to travel the world. That is true. But look, I don't yeah. know. Like some people do travel with their dogs and everything, and uh, I don't know how to do yeah, it. Yeah, they do. So that's another thing I kind of wanted to bring up. So my dream job would actually be to be a dog sitter around the world. Okay. <laughs> That's amazing. So I've definitely, yeah, and it's possible. Like I've looked into it. I've, you know, I've researched companies and stuff. Um, it's just, it's not something that I'm kind of passionate enough about to, like, to start a business. I know there's a bunch, mm-hmm. a bunch of places that you can. Um, but with this kind of, obviously with the situation right now, it's like, okay, probably not the most ideal time. However, um, I think to me, like I love to write, but in essence, like I think I would get the most enjoyment out of life. Or just basically just play with dogs. Like who wouldn't? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So we'll see. But yeah, that for me, that's I love dogs and I love travels. So that would be amazing. Um, and obviously, again, there's you know those apps like Novador. There's house sitting, and a lot of those places allow you to dog sit and you know house sit for free. And so there's there's so many different resources out there now. Like even when I started traveling in 2013, like they were open to people, but I think a lot of people were more hesitant to use them. Um, because I tried couch surfing, like I have the app. Um, yeah. I met some friends through it and stuff, but it's, I think for me, I'm more about I go through booking.com and then I'll just kind of go from there. I think because they have a great policy and stuff like cancellation and everything just seems to be flawless in terms of hostels and stuff through them. Um, but yeah, there's just there's so many reasons that out there for people that do want to travel or who do love dogs or you yeah. know, if it does, it can be overwhelming where to know where to start. Same thing as obviously travel blogging, which is what I'm going through now. Like it's just insane to try to take everything in. Um, but you know, you're never alone. There's always there's always somewhere that you have to start. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's nice. But like how how does your research um process look like? So like when you select a place, how do you go mm-hmm. through with it? So that the people might know like, okay, like we have to follow these steps now. Yeah, so it, obviously you want to book your flight first. So I'm, <laughs> I always like to say I'm probably not the most, I used to be very organized. So I used to always use Google Drive. That I think it's obviously it's a free, amazing resource. You can always use like the spreadsheets. Yeah. You always have tabs open for the accommodation, for flights, um, you know, and how to get from the airport to your first accommodation or hostel. Mm-hmm. And I always have that mapped out. And then... <laughs> Over the years, like I remember when I did my Iceland trip like two years ago, I literally had nothing. And so I think it's just over the, <laughs> it's probably bad, but at the same time, everyone has their own travel. Um, exactly. Like, either you go there's with no, your plan. <laughs> exactly. Like there's really no right or wrong way. So I wouldn't really recommend anything to people other than the fact that you have to kind of know yourself well enough in terms of like how you want to travel. Um, cause I, my, one of my first trips was with 
um, a friend and we went to Walt Disney World and then she was like a type A kind of person. And so she planned literally everything out from like literally eight o'clock in the morning to midnight, like when we were going to have a meal. And that's fine. That's great. That's so, and some people are like that. They have to have everything planned out and I'm seeing beautiful spreadsheets. But for me, I just, I go off the cuff. I like to explore, you know, I know what I like, I like food. Um, but that's the joy in traveling as well. Like you do not have to have a rigorous plan. <laughs> you can be as flexible as you want. And I think the majority of travelers that I met along the way, like literally no one, when I was in Southeast Asia, obviously, literally no one knew where they were going to stay or go to next. And they love that versus I've always had at least the next destination kind of intact. So I'd have like my accommodation. Um, but when I was in Switzerland, Iceland, like the two most expensive countries probably in the world, and I didn't have anything booked because I was kind of like, oh, we'll just sell this suit later and we'll do it later. Um, the funniest story happened when I showed up on my birthday and it ended up pouring rain. I like had a hostel booked, but then I was getting emails about it that it was like on top of like a mountain. And so they had a cable car that went up. I was like, oh, I'll be fine, whatever. I get there at like 10 o'clock at night and it, <laughs> it was... I forgot the name of it, but yeah, anyway, I couldn't, literally, the, the reception, everything was closed, and I couldn't, I had to pay so basically, which was fine, and then <laughs> the lady was nice enough the next day, because I had paid for that night, she refunded me for that, that previous night, where I, <laughs> but it's just, you do, you should do some research before, and I think we've all had our stories, our fair share and stuff, and we're like, I can't believe that I booked a hostel on a mountain with a cable car, and didn't bother researching it before. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, stuff happens. And, yeah. you know, I think... Let's make the part of the story. Like, you remember it, that's why. <laughs> exactly. And that's the thing, I think, when people first start, like, you will make mistakes. It's, <laughs> no one is perfect. And I think the best stories all come from literally all of my misadventures. Like, I've fallen flat on my face before. There's so many things. <laughs> I've put myself, up, you know, like, so many death stories. I probably could have I probably could have died in Thailand so many times. But no way, it's really? fine. Like, you know... <laughs> Why is that? When you when you ride a bike in Thailand, I'm sure you've been. When you ride a bike in Thailand, right. and right. yeah, it's just I I would always because when you travel alone as well, like I'm not trying to scare anyone because I love traveling alone. It's very freeing. You can eat whatever you want. You don't have to answer to anyone. Mm -hmm. Um, but then I like I love hiking. So hiking is like my main thing I do when I travel. But yeah. I go alone, which is probably not very advisable. Um, but yes, anyway, you should probably register with like. <laughs> you know the information center or do your research as well or have a beacon because one yeah anyway but yeah so I kind of go off my own and I, I get my motorbike stuck up on the top of a mountain before and like not know how to get it down and then always the locals Thai locals who you know obviously I couldn't speak Thai when I was there as well they would like literally ride my bike down the mountain for me it happened more than once for sure <laughs> and they would but not accept any money after, you know, those are the kind of things like when you learn to, when you travel, you just see the, the goodness of people. Mm -hmm. um, in my almost seven years of traveling, I've never had anything that happens to me ever. Um, obviously, there are times where you get scared, but especially yeah. as a woman as well, as a massive stigma that goes along with it. But, um, and I've seen a lot of countries as well, but I've just, I think you just have to approach it with um, a positive mindset. Exactly. And you really just have to trust people. If if you ever get, obviously use your common sense and get bad vibes about someone, but it just, I've learned that when I travel, like I don't let my guard down necessarily, but it's more of just, you just have to kind of go with it. You have to just, yeah. you know, you have it's to really want to travel and be there as well. But yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds good. So you are more of a mountain person than a sea person, I would say. 
Yeah, so it's really interesting why I took the cruise ship job, right? Like, <laughs> exactly. I I love I love looking at the ocean. I'm not a big fan of beaches. Like, I don't like growing up in California as well. I think I just I don't like I like swimming, but I don't like just I can't just lie down. I might have ADHD. Like, I don't like just sitting there. <laughs> so hiking for me is the one thing I just I love it. I'm not necessarily like a massive like I don't like to. You know, like we didn't scale Mount Fuji or anything, that kind of thing. I, I have hiked some mountains. I love trails. I love just like long hikes that you can, you know, be rewarded at the end for just like when you're going through forests. It's just absolutely beautiful to me. So, yeah. That's nice. That's really nice. That's really nice. You, you <laughs> talked about in your, in your website, like, uh, you're mm-hmm. mental health advocate. Yeah. So uh, tell me more about it. It's kind of. Yeah. <laughs> You did a lot of research. Um, so yeah, I think, I think there's, <laughs> it's something I think that, so basically, and I don't mind sharing as well because there's so many people that have probably gone through this or, you know, it, we all struggle in our lives and whether we choose to talk about it or not, it's, you know, it's a private kind of thing. Like not everybody has to share, but when I was, uh, when I was 14, I had anorexia. And so for almost a year, uh, I had to, I had to pull out of high school was kind of like homeschooled for a bit, but then was in, um, was placed in like a patient, like an in, inpatient treatment facility. Um, and so it was a really hard time in my life where I thought like literally nothing was going right for me. And it was because I was an only child and I placed all these different expectations on myself. Yeah. Um, it was basically like, I learned a lot from that as well. And like, I was a perfectionist, you know, always got straight A's, like always, you know, everything had to be perfect. And then after all that kind of happened, um, and this is the time when I didn't travel at all. Like I didn't, you know, wasn't even thinking about that. Didn't know what I was doing. And, you know, I was 14. Um, <laughs> you learn a lot from that in a sense, like when you go through anything in your life, whether it's, you know, anything mental health related or a breakup or, you know, it just could be any little hiccup in your life or if you lose someone in your life, it's just, it's, it, it sets you back a little bit and you have to kind of realize that it's not the end of the world, obviously. Cause I was, I've definitely been through different stages in my life where I've, I yeah. felt like I hit rock bottom and I, there's so many people that are out there that have. And then it's interesting though, cause I don't want people to think that travel would ever cure depression or cure, you know, an eating disorder or anything like that. It's more of like, I've taken the lessons that I've learned from going through all those things in my travels i think if i didn't go through a lot of that stuff i don't know if i would have been as you know resilient or as willing to kind of just move to new zealand on my own <laughs> i mean it and there's no the, the thing that really got me was when people told me that they thought i was brave for moving abroad it has nothing to do with bravery it has to do with whether you want to do it or not and it has to i think do with how much you want to travel challenge yourself personally and professionally if you want to you know Yes. And there's no, it's totally fine if you don't want to do that. But um, in terms of that, though, I think there's a lot of travel bloggers out there. Like, I think the one thing that I, hard, I find really hard about social media, obviously, is the fact that it's all about appearance. It's about appearance, it's about how your photos look, how you look. And they're everyone, you know, I've been watching so many different coaching things online. They're like, you have to put yourself in the picture. And for me, too, like, even on cruise ships, so my job on cruise ships is to be a host. And mm-hmm. you literally are like one of the faces of the ship when you're a host. So I was, you know, I hosted game shows, I hosted trivia. Mm-hmm. Um, the guests would know who we were. So we'd get off the ship, go into port, say we were in like, I don't know, Montenegro. You go into port and like, all the people would know you. They'd be like, oh, look, that's a bingo girl. And I'd be like stuffing my face with something, <laughs> you know, trying to eat as fast as I could. Um, and so it, that kind of gave me a taste into like social media, obviously, and everything. But 
it was interesting because that was kind of a, everyone thought that I was good at that job, but it, I really did not get enjoyment out of that. That's why I kind of left free ships. I really, I love travel, but in terms of the job I was in, it was like, I knew that was not going to be a fulfilling career for myself. Mm-hmm. So I never wanted to be, you know, like cruise director. I never wanted to be like the center of attention. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I just kind of, I learned a lot from what I went through and I just, I kind of want to educate other people about, you know, like if you're going through something or if you feel like you're going to go through something, like there's always, there's so many resources nowadays to help, um, whether or not you want to talk to friends or there's, you know, there's numbers you can call or online facilities. And so my parents actually, like, they literally had to force me into a treatment center. And so cause when I was 14, I was rebellious and, you know, didn't do it. And so I'm so grateful that they did that. But, you know, a lot of parents or a lot of families cannot do that nowadays. So it's just, it's hard growing up, especially in today's society as well as all the different apps everything um there's just there's a lot more pressure i think in today's world and so it's just i want to kind of be to not just focus on travel but also be a kind of like a i guess a source of inspiration for anyone to know that like if they're kind of hitting rock bottom whether or not they know what they want to do in their life or not like it's just you know it's not the end of the world there's so much out there like i never thought i would be able to see 75 countries by the time i was 30 so (laughs) (laughs) yes that's amazing it's a bit of a long-winded answer, sorry, for all of these. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. Like, I find it really, really uh, insightful and everything. Uh, because right now, it, it's more or less like it's a social media age that we are living in. So yeah. I think like most most of the people like who are, um, I would say my age or everything, they, they think mm-hmm. the social media is a reality. So yeah. it's, it's, it's different when the world hits you and uh, the real world comes in. Then you were like, okay, yeah. that was not <laughs> what I expected and everything. And some Definitely. people, yeah, some people, some, some children and everything, they get really pretty traumatic about it. And yeah. it's, 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 it's difficult. So yeah, you're totally right about it. I think there's, yeah, there should be more people like you to tell <laughs> people like <laughs> us, guys, calm, <laughs> calm down, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> And there's thousands of people out there, and that that is that is what's really cool about it. That's what I love. I you know, there's pros and cons of social media, obviously, but I do yeah. love the fact that it connects. You know, so many people. I've met so many people on Instagram, and I've met up with some people as well. Like, you would never have thought. I you know, like growing up, I just I think when I was in college, it was all about Twitter, uh-huh. and so I did make some connections based on that, like not related to travel, because I didn't at 19, I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. But <laughs> um, it's just. I do think that this, you know, if, if anyone is in school right now, whether high school, college or whatnot, masters, there's so many more resources out there that are readily available and free to use. So why not use them? Yeah. Instagram is huge. Instagram and Pinterest especially. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But do you think like yeah. travel was a major source for you that um, helped you change your viewpoint and maybe your personality and everything? So like the Debbie that was... Uh, um, years back is different like how is it how is she different today yeah definitely i think so the 23 year old who was in california you know at disney who thought she would you know kind of stay in a corporation her whole life versus now um my friends that i've talked to they're like you seem a little bit more like loose and more yeah. mature at the same time so i think i've learned to kind of just let go and go with the flow a little bit more because I used to be very type A. Everything had to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a Virgo, so everything <laughs> I definitely can tell when certain tendencies kind of come out. But in terms of travel, I, I 
I'm so different from when I first started at 23 to now because you do realize that there's so many things that you can't control. Like, you know, when you, when you first get to a place where you start, like I used to, when I first got to New Zealand, obviously, like I literally started hyperventilating off the plane and I did, I thought I was like, I was telling everyone like a year after I'm going to move to New Zealand. I'm so excited. I love Lord of the Rings. And then I have this like nervous breakdown when I got off the plane and I, I was so embarrassed about it, but then you, it's like your feelings are valid basically. Um, and it's fine that, you know, there's some people that just then they, they're like, they claim that they never have hiccups and stuff, which is probably not true. Like everybody has, you know, their, their, I guess the cons of travel, you know, there's always, always little hiccups that we all encounter. But, but yeah, definitely. I think that travel, I think cause you leave little bits, like there's the cheesy little phrase where you leave bits and parts of this wherever you go. At the same time, you also kind of adapt like the environment around you and you probably learn to kind of, you, you have to learn how to adapt to every, everything around you and you learn, you pick up things from different people, from different places, and that kind of shapes your personality. Yes. And then, yeah, I've read so many articles as well about reverse culture shock, like going back home. And that's the main reason why it's hard for me to go back home to California is because when you go back, and obviously you have the friends that you love that are there, but they've stayed there and they haven't seen the same things that you have. And so it, there's that feeling of like disconnect there. It doesn't mean that you're not as, you know, like you still love them as friends, but it's just so different. So I feel a lot more connected to people that I've met, you know, backpacking in a hospital for like a couple of days versus like you literally can share your life with that person versus, yeah, when I was, when I was growing up and I was younger in my teen years, I was very shy. I used to be very introverted and pretty, pretty extroverted in terms of, um, you know, when you go to a hostel, you like, you want to be nice, you want to meet people and stuff. And so I'm pretty willing to put myself out there versus, yeah, when I was younger, when I was going through like my whole teenage phase and stuff, definitely I wasn't as, <laughs> as willing, I guess. <laughs> but, yeah. Stories. I mean, travel, yeah. <laughs> I think like for the last thing that I want to ask you is like, would there yeah. be, would you like to give any, advice to the younger generation and people in the 20s or maybe just share one of your experience or a song or a, or a movie or anything yeah. um i'm sure everyone else that you've interviewed has said, has said the same thing but if you've never or if you don't have a passport yet you get it right now <laughs> right now you know i think travel is honestly it's the best education you can have yeah, yeah. there's so many people that i've met um, in different countries in America, it's just so entrenched that you need to get a, you know, a bachelor's degree. You need to get a master's. You should get a PhD. It's yes, you should have an education. It's so valuable, but at the same time, travel will make you like you can learn things when you travel the world, um, so much more than when you learn in the classroom. And again, like definitely get an education, but I just want to encourage everyone to try and get out there because I would be so different. I think if I had just stayed. In yeah. California, and then yeah, because when I was 23, before yeah, before when I was 22, I just had never seen any different countries. I just only knew California, then technical states, and that's just not. It's so interesting because there's by the time people are 22, and like Europe, obviously, and other or Australia, New Zealand, like half of them have already seen the world. There's so many. <laughs> yes. There was like <laughs> there was like a 16 year old I met in the hostel, and she was like, oh yeah, you know, I've au pairs in America, and I've like gone to Europe. I was just oh my gosh. I think it just, it's so good to travel because you, you really become a people person, I guess, is that what mm -hmm. I'm trying to say? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, 
it opens your eyes to like a new perspective as well. Um, I think, and again, I don't want to kind of, because of, because of everything I've gone through as well, I don't want to say that travel is always going to be the answer because it might not be. Yeah. Um, but if you're going through a really rough patch in your life and if you have just a little bit of savings, there's so many different, like I used to Google in my free time, like all the different jobs you can get just to stay afloat while traveling. Teaching yeah. English is probably the best and the easiest way to save money while doing so. Like where, where, whatever country you're in, um, most of them do require that you have your degrees, obviously get that first. Um, yeah. Teaching, I mean, a, like living on a cruise ship as well. I think there, there's some, my friend did Peace Boat and that's like a voluntary thing where you don't get any money, but it's you literally get to see the entire world for free. Um, and then you volunteer as an English teacher, I believe. Um, and then, or like, like what I did, you just work on a cruise ship and then I don't even know if you need a degree for that. Like you literally just Skype, uh, do a Skype interview. And again, it's just, there's so many different things out there. If you really Google and research and stuff, there's, it's not hard to yeah. get a job abroad. Um, it's just, you have to really want to, to go for it. So yeah. <laughs> it's perfect. That is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I think people would take pointers of this podcast and they're like, okay, this, 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 this things. And I also saw <laughs> the travel tam- timeline on your on your website, and it's pretty pretty interesting because it gives you a clear idea to you and to the other uh, to your audience, like what she is doing right now. Yeah, I think for that, it's because there's thousands of travel blogs out there. Like, I don't want to say the hardest thing is when you're starting out. Like, people tend to compare themselves a lot, um, and I don't want to really. I kind of just want to. I don't know if you know it. Travel blogging is going to kind of be my hobby for now, or because I've kept it up for the past seven years, I've never monetized it. Um, I just kind of, I don't want to be the person that's like, hey, here's the top 10 list of things to do in this city. I want to kind of be the person to be like, hey, here's how I fell flat on my face in Thailand, and here's what I learned from it, and here's what you can do as well. Like, there's so many, I want to share my wisdom and the things that I've done. And I know there's so many people that do want to travel. Um, you know, and, and work on cruise ships and teach English. And it's, I would love to help anyone that I can. And so I think that's the main goal. So, yeah. <laughs> so I hope like all the audience that is listening to us will follow you. Would <laughs> just shoot in with your, with emails. I think you're going to get busy. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for your time though. Again, I really no, appreciate no. all that you're doing. Thank you so much for coming to this. If you think this particular episode brought you with any value, leave a comment, like, follow, or whatever you want. And if you want to say hi or just share any of your beautiful travel stories, head over to hopelessnomad.com and just subscribe to the email list. Thank you for listening. Until next time.